0: what is up you guys and welcome back to another episode of Take Back Your Crown podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Crown, and I'm kicking off this week with yet another solo episode. I haven't been the biggest fans of doing solo episodes lately. I've really enjoyed interviewing multiple guests and really experiencing another person's perspective, and perceptions on certain topics I've been kind of talking about, but something else is in the works for next week's episode, and it involves not just one person, but several others, so I thought I would alleviate some of this week's and next week's preparation by allowing the others involved time to themselves without using one of them as a guest for this week's episode as well. I also feel like this week and what I'm going to talk about is a very personal matter and a very I don't know. I I just feel that it's something I need to do alone and I think It would serve its purpose better off as a solo episode, but you guys, I am so excited for next week's episode. A lot is going into it. A lot of thought went into it and it is definitely, well, hopefully it has a big impact because I'm really excited for this. I haven't really done anything like this, so I cannot wait to share that with you all. But for now, let's just stay present, tune into this week's episode. We're going to be talking about toxic relationships and learning when to walk away, how to walk away, and some of the biggest lessons I've learned in walking away. I know it is a very touchy subject and it's hard to heal from if you've either been in one or you're currently in one and not sure where to do. So with that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy. If you have ever been in... toxic relationship or are currently in one then I do just want to take a moment to tell you that you are so 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 brave and I'm proud of you for being as strong as you are right now or have been or needed to be. Being in a toxic relationship is not something that's easy and In the same sense, it's something that sometimes we don't even recognize or in one until it's too late and we feel trapped and feel like we can't walk away. There are moments in those relationships where all you want to do is leave and you tell yourself, you know what, this is it. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. This is too painful. But yet, you somehow get trapped in staying. You convince yourself that the good moments outweigh the bads. And I've been there. And the reality is, you are not happy. You are compromising who you are for this person. And this person will not change, no matter how hard you try to convince them and yourself otherwise. One of the biggest problems we have in starting relationships is the expectations we give to others. And in doing that, we create a romanticized version of this person in our head I've been there. You've been there. We all do it. We focus so much on the story we've built up in our heads about a person that we forget to see the person for what they actually are. We see one good quality as, wow, that's amazing. And then we take that and we carry it out. And then we fail to realize that That person is not as good of a person as we thought they were because we take one characteristic and draw it so out of proportion. So we convince ourselves that this person is our person based on minimal effort and we start going above and beyond for someone who wouldn't even think twice about us if given the chance and you may be sitting there being like no that's not true he loves me just has a hard time expressing it or my favorite um he's lying to himself and he just might be you know, loving me deep down, but doesn't know how to say it because of his own fears. But truth is, if he really loved you, he wouldn't even give you the opportunity to feel like he didn't. I've touched upon my own toxic relationships in, well, relationship, as well as friendships in a few of my episodes. And my relationship, or lack thereof, was an arrangement I let go on for about four years before I even recognized my value, my worth, and the love I wanted so desperately from this person was living inside of me the entire time. So for years, I told myself the same story I made up the excuse that he did love me and he told me he did, which is true, but because his actions didn't align with his words and part of me knew deep down, part of me knew, okay, he does love me and I don't doubt that he have feelings for me, but he didn't act on them and he didn't make them known, so then I was in a place of self-doubt which you shouldn't be if someone truly cares about you. So for this person, I made up the excuse that he did love me and he's just scared because he's been so hurt in the past. And in doing so, in creating that narrative, I accepted the absolute bare minimum from him. Not even that, probably like the scraps at the bottom of the trash bin. Like, not even bare minimum. If there's a standard below bare minimum, that's what I accepted, for sure. And I thought that was what real love looked like. And every time we were together, I didn't even realize the corner I was trapping myself in. There were so many words I wanted to say, but I didn't because I was afraid of him leaving. And with him, if you know, you know, he left me high and dry quite often and whenever he wanted, but I kept the door open because I convinced myself I loved this man with my entire being and he loved me and I knew we were meant to be. And I was living in this twisted, romanticized fairy tale that the connection I have with this man somehow outweighed the mistreatment I received from him. And to further get you on the same page of where I'm coming from, an example. So every year I bought this man a gift on his birthday while I didn't even get a text on mine. And that's just a a snippet of what I dealt with. It seems so simple, so minimal, but it, it makes a difference. Like, it's a clear, like, wow, you didn't even get a text and he's just sitting on all your gifts. Yeah, exactly. I should have known right then and there, but nope. I just convinced myself he was busy with his daughter, his career, his own endeavors, that he couldn't take Two seconds out of his day to just wish me a happy birthday. Another red flag, if I'm being very honest, very vulnerable, very apparent with you all, was when he started two relationships in the middle of us talking or working on coming back together. And you know what happened? He cheated on both of them with me Of course, I romanticized that as obviously he's choosing me. And he took advantage of the fact that he knew I was scared of him leaving at the time. And he forced me to delete our messages, uh, screenshots, any proof, and left me high and dry in the end anyways. Because what happened in his first relationship that he did that... I actually ended that relationship because I had all the proof and they broke up after he basically told me he hated me and this and that. And I was in so much pain and I was like, you know what, whatever. And my plan was to not see him ever again. I was like, no, this isn't right. But... My romanticized version of our connection led me to continue down the path and we were on and off for years after that. The only reason I failed to see all of the things that made this relationship so toxic was I was the one only loving myself at the bare minimum at the time. So in turn, of course, I received the bare minimum and thought that was incredible. I placed him on a pedestal. I let him strip me away from my power. And I was left with probably the most excruciating heartbreak I've ever had in my entire life. On probably seven different occasions with how many times he left and came back whenever he wanted and i was very naive in leaving the door wide open for his return but not anymore i closed that door a while ago and this time i locked it completely it was a long and brutal journey but learning to love myself taught me that i would no longer accept the bare minimum and what was just downright emotional abuse from a man, uh, some of these moments do not even scratch the surface of the abuse and trauma I faced dealing with this man, who, (laughs) might I add, was uh, almost eight years older, so just know that age doesn't mean anything. Remember that. But if you listened to my talk on emotional trauma and healing I mentioned I got into alcohol abuse with him I was very sexualized to an intense extent and I was compromising my values and who I was for this person and by the end I couldn't even recognize myself I mean I I'm not someone that really likes wearing a lot of makeup and I was constantly being told what to wear, how to do my hair, my makeup, everything just to please this man, just to prove to him that I was worth even the slightest value of his time and love and newsflash, it didn't work and it never would have because I was compromising myself and I wasn't coming from a place of authenticity. When you compromise yourself and don't align to your utmost true, authentic self, your relationships, your friendships, your interactions with the world, it will never work out. And that's a hard pill to swallow. And I had to swallow it several times until the universe was like, listen, girlfriend, what are you doing? (laughs) But when you start showing up less with the idea that relationships are about compromise to the point in which you lose yourself and show up more with the idea that if someone does not like you for you, then that's their loss. Your entire worldview will change and you will attract those meant to be in your life that align to who you are and your values and your beliefs. So now we're at the point where it's like, okay, well, how did you walk away? What did you do? What, what happened? And it actually took this relationship being ripped out from my grip time and time again to even understand the concept of self-discovery and self-love. I was just kind of going with the matrix not even understanding my own traumas, fears, and shadows within me. And this relationship, as toxic as it was, truly did show me toward the way, toward this path. And I am absolutely not by any means justifying this relationship or any toxic relationship at all. But relationships and friendships as as with any person you interact with if if there is something that is triggering you and making you feel negative emotions and bringing those to the surface it is because that person is reflecting your innermost fears and that is where it points you in a direction in which you have to learn how to heal those fears those insecurities those negative emotions and come to more of a place of balance and sometimes that requires hitting rock bottom and having to reach a point where you cannot take it anymore and the pain becomes unbearable the experience becomes unbearable and soon enough you are almost shifted and forced into this self-love paradigm of a journey left feeling more powerful and stronger than ever. I know it's a hard thing to talk about and tell you, oh, you're going to come out of this so much stronger and better than ever, and it's going to teach you and cultivate you and shape you and this and that. I know we glamorize the self-love journey a lot, saying that it's so much better on the other side, which it is, but not a lot of people talk about the dark shadows that are associated with this journey as well. You will go through some of the most excruciating, most painful, traumatic feelings and nights and just feel alone and depressed and that's all necessary it is a very dark journey but in order to get to that light you have to go through the dark because now what happens within is by learning about those negative emotions feeling them releasing them you are making space and room for better happier more positive emotions to come in because you come to a place of balance. And part of that with these relationships is you have to realize that some things are just out of your control. And that is one of the hardest lessons any of us have to learn, especially if you deal with anxiety My constant fear and anxiety of him leaving me made me want to control the situation even more, continuously chasing the relationship and him, continuously gripping him harder and harder, and as my grip got tighter, he somehow was getting further and further away. The natural law of the universe will pull things away that no longer align with and vibrate at your frequency. And especially if you are putting out a chasing desperate energy to hold on to something, the further it's going to push away from you. That is a universal law that cannot be changed no matter how hard you try. And if you find the tighter you try to hang on, the more someone or something will pull away. You have to understand that it has nothing to do with you and some relationships and friendships are not meant to last forever. They just serve as life's biggest teacher. On top of that, learning to scrape the victim mentality of why is this happening to me? Why am I not good enough? What could I have done differently to change the outcome? The truth is nothing. There is absolutely nothing you could have done differently that would have changed the outcome. And when you start seeing your experiences as life lessons rather than ones that are trying to weigh you down, again, your perspective will change, especially in terms of the relationships and company you keep. Life wants you to win, and sometimes that's very hard to see, very hard to see, but it honestly does, and you have to be on the same side of it. And in order to do that, you have to learn how to love yourself in the way you want others to love you. You have to treat yourself in the way in which you want others to treat you. You have to choose yourself and what's for your highest good. And if that relationship you're in is no longer serving you, then gaining the courage to voice that. I wanted to speak. On so many things, so many thoughts and feelings about this relationship, about how I truly felt about this man. And in a good way, it was a very loving thing. But I was so scared that that love would scare that man away without realizing that if it did, which it did, then he wasn't meant for me. Like, we live in a world that says... You were brought here to find your perfect match, your perfect partner, your perfect missing piece. But no one talks about the fact that you are your own perfect match. And the only part that was ever missing from you is you. And the only reason no one talks about that is because of the limited amount of power you come into And you gain hold of when you reach that point. Truth is, you were and have been whole the entire time, your entire life. And that relationship that served or served you absolutely no purpose will never fill the missing piece that you're told you have. And that's on period. (laughs) But gaining the power to walk away from those types of relationships and learning the immediate red flags before even getting involved in those types of relationships, whether platonic, romantic, family-wise, all comes down to recognizing your self-worth and what you deserve. Several my friends recently recommended David Sloss's newest comedy special called Jigsaw, which I mentioned it slightly in the last episode with Jenna, and I do highly recommend it. I have watched it about three times already. It is great. His, he goes on a little self-love rant towards the end, and it's very valuable in terms of relationships. I just, I highly recommend it. So Sloss says, you know, if you only love yourself at 20% and someone comes in and loves you at 30%, you think, wow, that is so much when really it's less than half. We are are in control of the relationships we hold and attract and if you do not recognize the own love within yourself you will keep putting these relationships that love you at the bare minimum on a pedestal in which it gets harder to break from and this doesn't just include romantic relationships like I said but the types of friendships you have as well as the relationship you have with your family even people you meet out and about it's important to recognize the way people treat you is a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves and nothing to do with your value or your worth. So here's the part where you might be wondering, okay, well, how do I start this journey and this process? Where do I go from here? How do I learn my own worth so I can have the courage to walk away from and avoid attracting these types of relationships into my life? And honestly. It's a never-ending journey, and you have to come to terms with that. The most important part of this is to just start. You just have to wake up and start doing things that fill you up and make your soul happy. Start learning more about you. Start doing positive affirmations and gratitude. Start taking time and working on you. Don't just wake up, go to work, and then that's it. Eat dinner, go to bed, and do nothing. Watching mindless TV. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but you have so much opportunity within your day. Waking up an extra hour earlier to read personal development, listen to a podcast, do yoga, meditate, stretch, go for a walk, go for a run, go to the gym, doing things that are working on you, for you. Don't just wake up to work for the man and do nothing to help you. Instead, you're going to get depressed and just be eating junk and drinking and being down on yourself about life, whereas there's so much opportunity for you to work on you, So it all starts with just waking up and making that choice. But the day you make that choice to learn how to love yourself is the day you commit to a lifelong relationship with yourself. And that's not an exaggeration at all. You are going to have to deal with a lot of pain, like I said, a lot of trauma, a lot of fears, a lot of tears, (laughs) And a lot of emotions you've been suppressing. It'll be childhood trauma. It'll be generational trauma. It'll be past experience you thought you let go of but really have still a, gripped, a grip and effect on the way you act out in certain future situations or certain interactions with people. It'll be one of the loneliest the most rewarding journeys you'll ever embark on. The whole premise of this journey is truly learning more about yourself, the way you think, your values, your dreams, your shadows, your demons, what brings you joy, what brings you pain, and learning how to nurture, love, and treat yourself with kindness through the process. Think about when you are in these relationships. What do you do for your significant other? Do you buy them gifts? Spend quality time with them? Tell them affirmations and how much you love them? That's great. That's wonderful. And honestly, they're so lucky to have you. But now let me ask you this. Do you do the same thing for yourself? Do you buy yourself gifts? Do you spend quality time with yourself? Do you tell yourself how much you are loved? The only long-term relationship you will ever have in this lifetime is the one you have with yourself. So before you even start, you have to A, want to start and B, evaluate the current relationship you have with yourself. Is it healthy or is it toxic for your own good? I used to be someone that had a lot of toxic traits. We all have toxic traits and toxic behaviors, but I used a lot of codependencies, as I've mentioned before, such as food, such as alcohol, things to suppress and not deal with my emotions. I was stressed, oh, I'll just make a drink. I was sad, oh, I'll just make a drink. It was never less take time to sit with this emotion, figure out why I'm upset, why I'm stressed, where do I feel like things aren't clicking for me or aligning with me or going wrong, and taking time to just feel that emotion, journal it out, release it out, and then affirm to myself how great I am. So you have to evaluate whether you are using toxic behaviors and traits to Suppress how you're truly feeling inside and I sought out this toxic relationship a lot when I felt very unsafe and even though we weren't talking at the time it would be a time when he would leave my life and let's say my car broke down or something like that happened and I would feel unsafe or wanted to escape and I would immediately contact him and of course no response at the time we weren't talking but I also another toxic thing I would do is I would download dating apps on and off Again, I guess for extra reassurance and validation, not even realizing I was using myself and using them <clears throat> in that regard. Um, I would also draw myself in makeup to hide what I thought were flaws. I stayed up probably all night trapped in my own thoughts with no escape because I didn't give them an escape, of, a, I didn't give them a release. And when those negative emotions came up, I just continued feeding them. When they said I wasn't good enough or people only take advantage of me, I affirmed that. And I was like, yep, brain, you're right. And I let my mind consume every waking moment of my life. And it wasn't until I took the initiative to become the person I was truly meant to be that it started to change. And it was a long process, by no means was it short at all. And it's something I actively work on day in and day out. But it started with the little steps wanting to be healthier physically, finding an outlet for where my anxiety, treating my body better, finding comfort in my own body, affirmations and gratitude discovering my hobbies and my interests again, taking myself on dates, buying myself flowers, healing my inner child. Of course, my journey is going to be drastically different than yours. But if you take anything from this, learn to love yourself the way you want others to love you. There is no shame anymore in taking yourself on dates grabbing your favorite takeout, going to watch the sunset, and buying yourself flowers. It is not selfish to choose yourself. Remember that. It is one of the biggest lessons I wish I had learned earlier on, but of course, my journey had to happen in the exact way as it was meant to happen. But if I could share even the slightest bit of advice It is learning how to find comfort in solitude and then through that solitude, finding ways to create my own joy and set up healthy boundaries. In doing that, you will learn what energy and actions you no longer allow to dictate your mood, your emotions, and therefore your life. And that will give you so much power in determining which relationships you want to keep within your life and it will give you power and courage to walk away from the ones that no longer serve you because you come to this place of they don't align with who I am I'm a wonderful person I have great values I care about myself and this relationship is harming my well-being and knowing that you'll be okay alone is one of the most empowering things you can do for yourself because we don't walk away from these relationships or we go back to these relationships because we don't want to be alone and going back to this relationship that I had as I said before we kept coming back to one another and I misconstrued that as we're meant to be, and now I see it as a necessary relationship for my own growth, because every time we came back together, a new part was healed within me, and I was gaining more strength and more courage to finally be able to walk away from this, and every time I thought he came back and things would be different, I was thrown the a curveball in the middle and. This last time we were trying to build a friendship, rebuild trust, and while it kind of started intensifying as a romantic connection again, because there was just something we couldn't keep our hands off one another, I guess, he told me he was seeing someone in the middle. Did that stop me from being his friend? No, because I convinced myself that I would rather have him in my life as a friend than not at all. And in turn, I was suppressing my true emotions. I was compromising how I truly felt because I didn't want to be alone. That's not how I felt. I loved this man and would have done anything for this man as well. And seeing him with a new girl and him living down the street while it all happened tore me apart. And it resurfaced a lot of emotions I thought I had already dealt with. The pain was excruciating excruciating because I still continue to see him and hanging out as friends, taking walks together, watching the sunset, and of course in my he- head I built that up bigger than what it was. But anyways, there came a point where I knew I had to tell him how I felt. And in that conversation, my feelings were completely invalidated. I didn't even recognize it at the time. It was like talking to a wall to be honest and He just kept going, I can't complete you, Taylor. I can't be the reason for your happiness. And while he was right, and I didn't even realize I was searching for that in him, in the same sense, he deflected, asking why I wasn't dating other people and so hooked up on him, still convincing me that I needed someone else to complete me. And at this point, I was in tears because at the time I knew I wasn't in a relationship because I felt I wasn't good enough. And that's just my own experience from what I allow relationships and other people to teach me. And I was convinced men only wanted me for my body and no one took time to get to know me on a deeper level. But he did, and that's what made him shine so bright amongst the darkness, I felt. And loving him truly felt like finding rain in a drought, only because I raised him to be that perfect version. It wasn't, on it. honestly, he ain't, mm let's not even go down that road. But as I was crying about this, he didn't even flinch. He said, is that it? Like, dead face, is that it? And because, again, I convinced myself I'd rather have him in my life than not at all, I suppressed the rest of my emotion, emotions, sucked up my pride, and he immediately took advantage of the vulnerable state I was in, knowing I could not resist him, and we proceeded to, I mean, put two and two together there, but... I wish I could say that was the last time but it wasn't and I let him cheat again on another girl because I felt so validated that he was still choosing me after seemingly choosing someone else he couldn't stay away from me so obviously he loved me and then after I visited home back in May I came back it all changed he just stopped talking to me out of nowhere again and I thought a simple text telling him I was done and the treatment I got wasn't what I deserved was enough, but that definitely wasn't the end of it. The pain I felt continued to come to the surface through angry texts towards him for months, voicemails, fighting everything in me not to storm up to his door and tell him off in person. There was a lot of sadness and missing him until every emotion started to surface And learning to release it in a healthy way was the best thing I could have done for myself. Years of things I needed off my chest to where now he isn't even a second thought in my mind. He became one of the biggest lessons in learning what I deserved. And it was far more than what I have been given. I was mentally and emotionally abused by this man for years, and part of me beat myself so much up. I beat myself. I cannot speak now. I beat myself up so much for allowing this man to do that. And it wasn't until I learned how to forgive myself and started to heal that I learned how to truly let go. And now I am able to recognize when a relationship or friendship no longer serves me or doesn't align with me to begin with. So the ways in which I healed was finding an outlet for my emotions, journaling, and really feeling those emotions and crying. It's okay to cry. It's okay to put on sad music. It's okay to put on depressing instrumentals and just cry and let it out. And after I would do that and release it all on paper, one, I would feel better. And then right after, I would go through a list of my positive affirmations and gratitude and what I had in the now and the present moment. I would also spend time writing to my inner child, looking at my past relationships and friendships, the way I react to certain people in certain situations, And I would write letters to myself, write and burn those letters and just release and learn the process of meditation. I would also fuel my body with good whole foods and moving it in a way it enjoys. And again, I would take myself on dates, step out of my comfort zone and learn how to release those codependent natures at the end of, at the end of the day, I am struggling today. At the end of the day, breaking away from toxic relationships and breaking the cycle in which you attract those toxic relationships all starts with you. It starts with how you wake up in the morning. Are you going to choose you or are you going to sacrifice yourself for someone else? in terms of your values, hiding the way you truly feel, not speaking up when things are wrong. Are you going to continue to live life for someone else or are you going to live life for yourself? That is the number one biggest lesson I've learned in relationships Because now, because I have aligned to who I am, and because I voice who I am, and because I'm true to who I am, and I know, like, if you do not like me, that's nothing to be taken personal. Because I like me. And at the end of the day, that is the most important thing, again, like, do you like yourself. If you like yourself, you're not going to be afraid of someone leaving you. And that was something so hard for me to learn because I did do sometimes still experience some fears. But I struggled with fear of abandonment and codependency a lot because of past relationships because of being bullied and harassed growing up and stuff like that. And it really affected my relationships and adulthood. But now I like myself to the point where you waltz up out of my life. Cool. Nice knowing you. Good for you. You just lost a great person. And learning how to come to that point through these healing mechanisms and start taking action for you, start living your life for you. So that is going to wrap up this episode. I hope what I said had some sort of impact. If you are, again, in a current toxic relationship or have been, I appreciate your bravery and your courage. And if you are that person still in one, it is okay to walk away and learning how To walk away all starts with how you feel about yourself. Is this relationship adding value to your life? Or is it making you hate your day-to-day routine because you have to deal with this person? Does this person's thoughts, beliefs, and values truly align with you? Or are you just scared to release that relationship because you don't want to be alone? These are some things to truly think about. So... I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Thank you so much for all of your love and support. I have gotten so much love lately with all my content redirection on Instagram. If you are not already following me on Instagram, make sure you do. I do post a lot of health and wellness content as well as a lot of emotional healing body positivity spiritual stuff so if you're interested in that I'll leave my link down in the episode details and I hope you all have a beautiful week